Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through simple, digestible lessons on legal, tax, money, and business topics. My name is Braden Drake. I'm an entrepreneur, lawyer, tax professional, educator, and author teaching you the behind the scenes necessities you can pair with your own expertise and innate strengths to step into the CEO role and grow the business of your dreams. So if you're ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today I am joined by, yet again, Parker Stevenson from Evolve Finance. If you missed last Tuesday's episode, go make sure you check that out. Parker did his full intro on that episode, so we're not going to redo it here. We're just going to do a continuation. Parker, how's it going? We could pretend like it's been a full week, but really, we just hit stop on that last episode about two minutes ago. <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion, though, Brady. Come on. It's been I know, right? Now we're talking again and, and just, you know, getting back in touch. Yeah, I ruin, I, I ruin every illusion. It's like a blessing and a curse <laughs> that literally my entire life is utter and total transparency. Um, some people are into it, though. I like that okay. better anyways. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Like I, I tell, I also tell all my students, I tend to batch like eight to 10 podcast episodes in a day. So they know how it works. We're all about efficiency here. Beautiful. All right, all right Parker. So this is going to be a quick one. We have our next question. This question comes from Samantha Burke. And it is, of course, another bookkeeping question. So Samantha asks, I made this one very nice in general for you, Parker. Samantha asks, is there a limit on how much you can deduct for taxes? Um, technically no. Um, it, it just depends on your business. And, and if the business exp and you know, if your expenses are actually business expenses, I'm hoping there's a limit on your expenses because if there's not, we're not going to end up with a whole lot of profit, but ideally we just want to write off anything that's business related. We don't want to have so many expenses in the business that it's, you know, the same amount as our revenue or more than our revenue. Cause unless you're running some like, I don't know, Ponzi scheme or like money laundering for the, um, for the mob or something like that. Um, we want to have less expenses than our revenue. So yes, as long as your accountant is going, yep, that's a business expense. I feel comfortable writing that off. Then great. Let's get all of those that we possibly can. And that's part of why having a good bookkeeper and a good accountant is so important because we maximize those write-offs. But we also don't want you spending more money in your business than is necessary that then you're like, wow, I'm busting my ass here and I don't have any money left over. Like there's no point in getting to write off more and more expenses if we're not seeing some benefit from it. And that benefit really for all of us is going to be profit. Yeah, a lot of I so I get this question a lot, which is why I wanted to bring it up. And a lot of the time, like I fully go down the hobby loss rule route, which is like a mm -hmm. whole situation. To summarize for everyone, what I usually say is it's perfectly normal to operate a little loss in year one. Like you might yeah. have startup expenses and no clients. But after that, like unless you're building a big tech company and you have to take out like a shit ton of loans or something, all of us service-based businesses should be pretty profitable, like within a few months, ideally. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, like you said, I think that's a great caveat. If your business is new, you're still trying to find your customers, you're still trying to drive revenue. Yeah. Then there's a good chance your expenses and revenue might be the same or your revenue is going to be a little less than your expenses. But ideally, if we're trying to make full-time incomes from our businesses, we eventually want that revenue to be growing faster than the expenses. 
Okay. So with the thought in mind that like 90% of our business income could go to, towards expenses, if they're legally deductible expenses, mm-hmm. what would you say is an ideal profit margin to shoot for? And I'm going to give you some parameters here because I know that you work with a lot of multi six-figure and seven-figure businesses. Mm-hmm. Most of my listeners are going to be like under six figures or maybe at that. So ideal profit margin, first question. And then I do have one lingering question I want to get to after that. Sure. Yeah. So I'd say, especially if you're a service-based business, um, the 20 to 30% range is going to be what we're shooting for. Um, I, I like for us at Evolve Finance, being a true service-based business and having scaled um, to be bigger than maybe what the listeners' businesses are. Um, we're just trying to stay between 15 and 20% as we grow because we have like a really big growth strategy. So if we can kind of be fluctuating around there, we're stoked. But in the early stages of your business, especially when you're really doing all the work and you are kind of the business, to get better than 20, 30%, wouldn't be unreasonable, especially if, you, if you're staying pretty busy and you're, and you're, and you're um, bringing in a lot of new clients. But ideally, even if you're starting to bring on a person, you're paying for software, you have maybe some, um, some cost of goods you're covering for your clients, especially if you're in the wedding industry or something like that, I'd be looking for, we want to at least be keeping 20 to 30% for, you know, as a profit. Like, and then when I say profit, like as a percentage of our revenue, if we're making 100 grand a year, I mean, if we can be 40 or 50%, that would truly be ideal, right? To where we could have 40 or $50,000 left over, maybe keep close to half of that. Um, but, you know, especially as your business grows, if we start to get below 20 or 30%, there's usually going to be some issues financially in the business that we need to get figured out. So when you say profit, are you including taxes or no? No, I do not include. It's just from a, um, a profit and loss statement standpoint, just the income and the expenses that we're going to report on the tax return. Gotcha. Because I usually am looking at actually like 70 to 80% profit, 20 to 30% expenses. In your early stages of your business, I think that would be totally reasonable for once you get to that six figure range and above, um, especially if you're trying to scale your business, there's a good chance you're going to drop below that, um, at least temporarily. I mean, like I said, even with our service-based business, we, we boost our profit, then we have to hire people and it drops. We start gotcha. to maximize and then we start to maximize the productivity of that new hire. Our profit goes up higher than where it was before. We hire again and it drops <laughs> again. So that's kind of the, the, the ebb and flow of a service-based business is you have to get comfortable with your profit looking good and then going away and then looking good and then going away. Um, but ultimately, yes, I would love for you to get to a point, especially as you cross that six-figure mark, to be keeping most of your money. And if, you, and if your business is small, hopefully you don't have enough expenses earlier on that if you start to bring in fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, you're keeping the majority of that, but it really does depend on how fast you're trying to grow and, and how expensive your business is to run. Yeah, it makes a lot of difference once you start to have contractors. What I just don't like to see is I have students who are making like thirty dollars to $40,000 and all their expenses are like, basically they're just paying $50 a month to like 80 different things that they don't use. Yes. And if it's yes, just yes, software, yes. then you, know, you should be like under, like under 30%. Okay, totally final- agree. Final question for this episode. So the question was, remember originally from Samantha, is there a limit on how much you can deduct for taxes? So one thing I want to talk a little bit about is a qualifying for mortgages and also PPP loans. And my question for you is, did you have any issues with people that you've talked to or worked with this year who realized they kind of shot themselves in the foot with PPP because they've been overstating their deductions so much? 
Um, not that I'm aware of. I mean, so elaborate on that a little bit. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, so the, the thing could be they don't have that problem because the people you're talking to are already working with you. What I'm seeing happen is people go to apply for a PPP loan. They're a single member LLC or a sole proprietorship. They've been overinflating their business deductions for a long time. And so they have very little income on their Schedule C and cannot get the PPP loan for nearly what they are legitimately making in their business. Same yes, thing when I they go to apply for a mortgage. I could see that. I, do, I will say that our single member LLC clients had a little bit of a tougher situation there because there's typically our clients, um, you know, our clients, our smallest clients are gonna be like a hundred to $200,000 range is kind of the smallest business that would come to us. And that's usually around the time where their accountants going to say, Hey, we need to turn this into an S corp. You need to start running some payroll. There's some tax benefit there that we don't have to go deeply into right now. So I'd say for most of our clients, so many of them were running payroll that they were pretty good. They got a decent chunk if they applied for it, but the LLCs definitely were a little trickier because it was harder to kind of accurately show what are we actually paying the owner? What would make sense for the PPP? Um, but I, I, I wouldn't say because I think just because the size of our clients' businesses, they didn't seem to run into that issue as much versus again, if yeah, if you're making 50 grand a year and you're writing off your groceries and all of your rent and everything else, then yeah, you kind of screwed yourself over on the PPP this year. Yeah. So just the final note on this. So for those of you who have like under six figure businesses, the way this works, maybe you, this is very, very common. You and your spouse want to go get a mortgage and your spouse has a full-time salary job and you are contributing. Your business is still growing. Maybe you make $60,000 and you profit $40,000 and you need that $40,000 to help qualify for the mortgage with your spouse or maybe even on your own. But if you're writing off 40,000 and only showing $20,000 in profit, that's not gonna help your case when you go get the mortgage. Because if you don't have an S Corp and you're not on salary, all they can base your income off really is your tax return. So be careful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I think everyone just needs to understand that as a business owner, um, getting a mortgage is a little more complicated. And so if you do have aspirations of buying a house, build a profitable business like that. Yeah. You gotta, like, you gotta make some fucking money or people aren't going to give you a lot. <laughs> like, people aren't going to give you a lot. Yeah. yeah it's, it's cool to be an entrepreneur, but it's not cool if you're an entrepreneur making no money. Cause then no one wants to give you money to buy a house or a car or anything like that. So exactly. All right. So we're going to wrap it up on that note. Um, just to remind you all, we're going to have another episode with Parker coming up, uh, in the midst of tax season or at least tax season for you early birds. I have it scheduled for January 7th. So some of you eager beavers might already be on it. Um, for the rest of you, it'll be good preparation for tax season. So Parker, thanks for coming on the show. Um, we'll be back in here in two minutes for us and one month for everyone else for the next one. Perfect. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> yep.